0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Thirst for Knowledge Podcast, episode 27. I'm James Evers.
1: I'm Justin.
2: And I'm Seth Tardif.
1: And today on the episode, we're talking
2: the 27 Club. do dun Yeah, so this is a new year. This is a new TFK. This is a new podcast. 27. So yes. we're talking what is the 27 Club, who is a part of it, what did they do, and... Um, Conspiracy. Devils. A a hint of conspiracies, a hint of deals with the devil, and um, a lot of drugs. And a whole lot of drugs. Delicious alcohol. Yes. So uh, enjoy this episode, people.
1: Enjoy it. Enjoy.
2: Episode 27, huh? We made it to 27, guys. 27. It's a new year. It's a new TFK. I'm tired, though. I need a nap. Why? Why? <laughs> I
1: don't
2: know.
0: Okay. Maybe, well... Maybe some heroin would help?
1: Ooh. Ooh, that'll help me sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, forever, maybe.
2: <laughs> it depends on the dosage. True, true. As we will come to learn later in this episode. Mm. Um, so, for our... 27th episode spectacular and our obsession with the episode I mean the number 27 for our 27th episode we're going to say 27 a lot in this episode Um, we're going to do the famous or infamous 27 club yeah yeah so um I had heard about the 27 club I think probably in the 90s I want to say first time I heard about it but basically what it is um is it it's a group of most notably musicians but now some people are also lumping artists, actors and athletes into this group of famous people who died at the age of 27. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't I think it was high school and or no, it was maybe the mid 90s when I learned about this stuff. But it wasn't coined until like Later, like, 95, like, after, like, Cobain's death, right, is yeah. when it became, like, people started, like, putting the puzzles together and actually coined the term, like, the 27 Club.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, so it from what I could, from what I read about anyways, um, yeah. it had been commented upon uh, in the late 60s, early 70s, when a bunch of prominent uh, musicians during that time all died at age 27. But yeah. it really wasn't... Like, it wasn't as big of a deal as as it is, like, now in pop culture. Sure. Um, But then once Cobain died and he died at 27, then that really, that's when it kind of blew up and was a thing. And this was when, you know, we were, like...
0: And then it probably just keeps popping up if there's a new victim of the 27 club. Then it gets popular again. People talk about it and then it eventually dies off. Exactly.
2: Especially if there's, like, a really prominent, you know, person that was as famous as all the other original members or sure, however right. however it's categorized. Yeah, I, w- I want to say, like, yeah, it, it, definitely in high school, I was probably more aware of that whole thing, you know, when you start actually, like, listening to music and then you start hearing about, sure. you know, your artists and all that stuff. <clears throat> I didn't realize how many people were a part
1: of this club. It's a big club. It's an exclusive, like, it's quite big, man. Yeah, I don't know. I thought there was only like five or six and they were all like you know, obviously the big musicians and stuff, but Yeah.
2: The ones you hear damn. about a lot. Yeah, actually when I was researching this and I was looking at lists, there's some that are pretty long. And like like I said too, is it depends on who you're lumping into it. Right. Because you know, it originally started with musicians and now people are looking at like I said, actors, athletes. Basically anybody that's in some position where a lot of people are going to know who they are, you know, fame. Right? right? Yeah. Um, but the majority of my research was centered around what I would refer to as like the big seven of the twenty-seven club, (laughs) if that you know is a thing or whatever. Um, Seven minus five is two. Plus seven (laughs) twenty-seven. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Numbers and math and, and numerology. I didn't really get too much into that stuff, but I did get into basically a little, a little, uh, a little bit of history about um, some of the the big artists. Which I'd I'd heard of all the people in in the Big Seven that I'm referring to, but I and I and I'd heard about their well, for the most part, I've heard about their deaths, but I never actually like really read about it. It was right. all just like what you learned like in pop culture and growing up and learning about like these musicians and right. stuff. And I definitely listened to most of their music. Um so I'll just I'll name them first and then we'll we'll go, we'll go through each of them a little bit. But um we have Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse and Robert Johnson. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's your that's your big that's 7. My, my big 7. Okay. You know? So I I did a little bit of uh, research into who who these people were and how they died. um, And so to see if there was any kind of link between any of this stuff, right? Does any of it connect together? Because the more you look at like different um, lists and things about the 27 Club, you start to see like... um, there's people that are putting different conspiracy theories around all this stuff or trying to connect these dots and everything. And like, why would they lump these people together other than the fact that they died and they're famous and they were 27. Right. Right. So is there anything else in there that you can link together? Um, and I found a couple of things that, that, that I didn't know about before. And obviously uh, when this was first happening in like the late sixties, early seventies, we weren't alive yet, and like weren't deep into the pop culture of this stuff. So I'm sure like a lot of our parents' generation, like n- just knew yeah. this information because they grew up in that was like their pop culture, right?
0: For sure. Just yeah. imagine if like Taylor Swift, fucking like, uh, damn it, I don't know, what it's like. <laughs> like Taylor Swift died, and then like fucking the Jonas Brothers died, okay, and then yeah. like so selena gomez and bieber all die oh yeah like yes. all at 30 or some shit oh yeah, yeah we'd be like holy shit and it was all within like two years yes that would be that would be that's huge. pretty much what happened la- that back then right yes yeah, yeah because th- it, these are um, all huge hu- musicians
2: yeah yeah and I'll, I'll cite some examples of what these people did that make them so huge you know um so we'll start off with brian jones and Brian Jones, uh, he wasn't a guy that I was super familiar with. I don't know if you guys ever really listened to the Rolling Stones or were big Not fans. Not much of a fan though. No. See, me either. I didn't grow up with the Stones. I'd heard some of their music. I respect what they, they're, they're kind of like... I mean, I like a lot of their songs. Yeah. No, they've, they've a lot of popular They songs. have a giant catalog, too. <clears throat> they've got really, yeah. really popular songs. They've been around forever. They're still going, right. you know. Um, Motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, so Brian Jones is obviously died and when he was 27 when uh, when he was 27 <laughs> yeah so that was a long time ago but he was <laughs> the uh the founding member and original leader of the rolling stones yeah which is pretty crazy because nowadays when you think rolling stones you think Mick Jagger and hmm. keith richards yeah. you know yeah. like they're the other guys but uh, brian jones played a huge part in the beginning of the rolling stones and he, um, he did a little bit of like vocals, but he was mostly known as the, uh, like a multi-instrumentalist and being their guitar player. So he also added like dulcimer, sitar, piano, mellotron, all these other like auxiliary things, uh, to make the Stones music stand out at the time because popular rock music was basically drums, bass, guitar, and vocals. Right. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so, uh as, as an aside to this as well, as I was researching each of these people in the big seven, I was also listening to their music. <laughs> so and they're like devils, 27 devils,
0: we're going to live forever. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh
2: shit. Every song. And they will live forever throughout their with, uh, through their art. Right. <laughs> um, But yeah, so Brian Jones, very, very important in, you know, uh, the foundation of the Rolling Stones and really helping them rise to prominence as like one of the mega rock groups of all time. But by the late 60s, Jones started to develop a drug problem and his involvement in the Stones uh, drastically declined. So towards the end there... Um, Because of his drug problem He wasn't being like as creative He was like being distracted He wasn't actually inputting much to the band But like out of the band's uh, From what I read out of the band's respect for him um, They said hey We're kicking you out We found a replacement This guy Mick Taylor He's gonna play guitar But um, You can uh, You can tell the public whatever you want Like So he was like, oh, yeah, we're just parting ways. We didn't see eye to eye, so I'm I'm leaving.
0: They're all drug addicts but
3: me. (laughs) So I'm out of here. Can't stand drugs.
2: Um, (laughs) But uh, so shortly after he he leaves or gets kicked out of the band or however that goes, um, he died. And that was on July 3rd, 1969. When he was discovered at the bottom of his swimming pool, mm. and the interesting fact about that was the coroner's report states his his death was by misadventure.
3: Mm.
2: That's a cool death. That I mean, <laughs> I mean, misadventure. Yeah, death by misadventure. What does that mean? I could
1: only hope for that. Yeah,
2: yeah right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, like I, maybe that was like a, a like a common thing like that they would write back in the day. Misadventure? Yeah i don't know like that just means you fucked up when you were adventuring <laughs> yeah that's what it sounds like to me yeah
0: like he was tripping sack and he thought well i mean his the walk, walk on fr- water
1: from my understanding was is he he was partying he <laughs> he drank a bunch of booze took yeah. a bunch of drugs yeah. and yeah. sadly
0: and decided to go swimming
2: yeah no that's basically um, yeah
0: while sleeping he got real tired <laughs> took, a, took a nap took a nap in the pool <laughs> the bottom of the pool he woke up dead
2: yeah, like based on his the the autopsy or coroner's report or whatever, it was noted that his liver and heart were enlarged by years of heavy alcohol and drug abuse. Ooh. So yeah, I mean that happens. That all culminates and everything, but it's still kind of weird. At twenty seven. Because he was he was just found in the bottom of his pool, right?
0: Imagine having an enlarged liver and heart at twenty seven
1: yeah. from drinking. A
2: lot of yeah. these musicians, though, yeah, they go dude, so hard.
1: It, like they. That was like a whole thing. Yeah, this Every this is a common
2: theme that fun. we're basically going to see as as we kind of go through this here. Um, and this
1: kind of also, not to not to derail it, but this also kind of goes into this the one theory of this club. One of the theories as to why these people belong to it, and it's, and it's um, the theory of what's called drug decay. Okay. Um, we're gonna talk. I'll talk about that later. But, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, continue with uh, Mr. Jones here.
2: Yeah, so uh, after he died, uh, there was many, many tributes that were made to him, um, including a, a song dedication by Jimi Hendrix on TV and a poem from Jim Morrison. Oh, nice. Who we will get to uh, <laughs> shortly. <laughs> <laughs> um, there uh, uh, also I found, which was interesting, I didn't know this, but um, uh, Brian Jones had contributed some percussion to Jimi Hendrix's huge hit All Along the Watchtower. Oh shit. Cool. Yeah, which um is ov- obviously uh Jimi Hendrix's famous cover of a Bob Dylan song. Yes. Basically, yeah. <clears throat> really cool song, obviously. Um very.
0: And what happened to Jimi Hendrix?
2: Well, uh, we will get to Jimmy next. He is the the next member of the big seven here. Oh, um, my God. But,
0: and they're connected.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We get connections. Do they die
0: right? at the same age, too? They did. What, what? the <laughs> fuck
2: is going on? Age 27. Jesus Christ. Um, so before we move on to Jimmy here, I've got one last note. But basically... There's several claims that Jones' death was mysterious, and include theories that he was potentially murdered. I'm not going to get into those, um, but I just want to make a note that there was people that thought that he could have been murdered, and there's all these theories and things. And Keith Richards ate his soul; <laughs> that's why he's still fucking alive. Yeah, right.
0: I think that dude just had a kid, right? Is it Keith Richards or Mick Jagger? Which one? I believe Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger just had yeah. a kid at like 190 years old. <laughs> yeah he's gonna live to 27
2: 27
3: (laughs) times oh god
2: (laughs) all right so Jimi hendrix um for those of you that don't know uh go out right now and listen to his music but jimmy shame on you if you don't yeah um he he was an american rock guitarist and singer songwriter and a lot of people argue that he is the most influential rock guitarist of all time and some would say the best guitarist of all time he's on a ton of those best guitarist lists and all that stuff
0: he's a lefty isn't he
2: yes crazy yeah <laughs> that is crazy well, a lot of these people were lefties oh i didn't oh i didn't know that oh you didn't know that oh i didn't come across and that. and
0: what is a left hand but just a kiss from the devil <laughs> all you lefties <laughs> out there uh,
2: i believe we have a, a lefty in this podcast <laughs> Ooh. Satan himself sitting (laughs) beside me. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Jimi Hendrix, amazing guitarist, very innovative, uh, started playing at the age of 15 and worked his way from the Chitlin circuit in Tennessee to uh, a member of the Isley Brothers backing band and eventually to headlining, um, I mean, to forming his own group, um, the Jimi Hendrix experience, and headlining Woodstock in less than a decade. Crazy, and a lot on you know his his recordings. Um, he had only released four studio albums, and impressively in four years, which is is pretty crazy. All yeah. the all the crazy guitar work and like innovative stuff, like his use of equipment and overdrive and the effects pedals and and the recording techniques that he used were. Innovative, and so many guitarists today. Like if, if you've ever picked up an electric guitar, chances are you've heard of Jimi Hendrix. I w- I, w- I would think, right? And, um, and yeah, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, but so yeah, this is a guy that was a huge influence. So another guy that was innovative and and bringing a lot of stuff to his scene, and uh, again, ends up dead at a young age, you know. And in very shortly after he received, you know, all this fame, right? Right. Yeah. So um Hendrix died on September eighteenth, nineteen seventy. And um how many months from
0: say sixty nine July of sixty nine? Yeah. Joey said
2: July of sixty nine, Ms. Jones and then um September September eighteenth of nineteen seventy of 1970 for Jimi Hendrix.
0: Really, only just like, it's like a, a year. year, year and some change. Okay.
2: So basically, on on Jimmy's last day there, uh, he was spending time with his girlfriend Monica Daneman. Uh, I, I think that's Sounds like Daneman. Daneman. Yeah, right. Um, they had had dinner and wine. She drove him to a friend's house. About an hour later, picks him up. They talked for a bit. Went to bed. And then she woke up the next morning, found him breathing. Um, but unconscious and not responding. So she called an ambulance where they brought him to the hospital and he was pronounced dead. So after the, the autopsy, the post-mortem report concluded that he died choking on his own vomit and died of asphyxiation while intoxicated on barbiturates. And I, I've heard bar barbiturates or is it barbiturates? barbituates. Okay, cuz it's it's yeah. it's spelt barbiturates. Yeah, which I had already heard I had always heard it pronounced barbituates. That's what I heard it. Yeah. Nonetheless, I needed to look up what those meant because I don't think they're drugs that are really done anymore these days. <laughs> barbiturates. <laughs> yeah, um but uh, it's a central nervous system depressant and can produce a wide range of effects from mild sedation to yeah. death. So he was probably taking those and drinking. Yeah. And yeah. then he's throwing up and he can't like right. do it. anything about it because he's out of it. Right. And then you end up choking on your own vomit, which that's essentially I the, the story that I knew about Hendrix's death was that – at least when I was younger, I thought, oh, he got drunk and threw up in his own vomit and everything. Kind of like what he did, though. Which is kind of like what he did, except uh, the whole barbiturates just with, thing. Just with some pills, too. Yeah, ba- basically. Yeah.
0: A little sprinkle on a Sunday, you know what I'm saying? I remember as a kid, we would, if anybody was like blackout drunk, we would just put them on their stomach and we'd make sure one of their feet were on the ground and on a couch and be like, all right, they're good to go. They won't puke in mm-hmm. their mouth now. Oh, yeah. We just go to bed. <laughs> That's it.
1: I think there was only one time where I passed out on my back. Oh, God. And I woke up with, like, crusted vomit on my face. And, like, that was probably a close call. and I didn't even know it.
0: Fuck yeah, close call. (laughs) I fell asleep in a bathtub twice when I was passed out drunk. Didn't die, though. Survived both times.
2: Was the bathtub full of water? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it wasn't, like, filled up to, like, my nose.
2: No, but I'm talking, like, did it, it must have gotten cold, have right? Like, so cold. The first time
0: that ever happened, I was at a casino, and I was sleeping there, and I woke up the next morning at, like, 7 in the morning. I was like, oh, shit, it's cold in here. Like <laughs> The God. second time was very recent. <laughs> and Gina's like, are you coming to bed? And I was like, ugh. Oh. Yeah, I guess I'm going to coming to bed. So what compels you to take a bath when you? It's only happened twice. Like it's not like every time I mean, I'm drunk. That's I'm like, two you know more times what?
2: than it's happened to me. Well, that's, weird that's almost a trend, man. I mean, yeah. weird things it happens happen. one more
0: time, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true, and it will. I know it will. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I need a bath. I need to relax.
2: Do you ever take a bath when you're not drunk? Oh, all the time. Oh, okay. Okay. I got
0: a I got a bad chest. I got like crooked bones in my chest from falling out of a tree. And the only way to sometimes fix them is like you gotta get hot bath on your chest and then you and then crack all those bones to loosen them up. So that's the only (laughs) that's the only remedy I've found to fix that ailment I have is like I could probably use a heat pad, but I don't have a heat pad, so I've probably taken a bath in my adult life maybe a handful of times.
1: Maybe. I I I don't remember remember. the last time I I haven't done it
0: until I started dating Gina where she's a Big bath person She loves taking baths And I was like Well I guess I'm trying You do it all the time And I'm like This is actually not that bad And I did buy The biggest bathtub At Home Depot When we built that bathroom Yeah So it is big enough for me I could never like (laughs) The thing is With that With even that bathtub I could never fall asleep And then like Roll on my side And drown myself So the only way I'm dying Is from like Hypothermia Probably yeah. I could survive that shit all day (laughs) Alright sorry Keep going So
2: (laughs) <laughs> we'll, we'll get to bathtubs bath after this next person. You could okay. start a
0: side podcast, bath time with James. <laughs> yes.
2: Well, I'm, I mean, Jim Morrison, we'll get to him yeah. and his bathtub story. That's right. So uh, next up is a friend of, of Jimi Hendrix's, and that was Janis Joplin. Mm-hmm. So um, I know personally I wasn't... She was at Woodstock, right? Or no?
0: I th- I, could, I think I remember her I being at Woodstock. I thought she was. How you little little now baby? <laughs> I thought yes, that was
2: at Woodstock. That's Janis Joplin. <laughs> um so uh I like I never really listened extensively to Janis Joplin's music. Obviously I've heard the hits. I
0: wish um, little little now
3: baby?
2: <laughs> Very unique voice obviously super talented. She <coughs> was an American singer-songwriter and in the rock blues, you know, soul genre. Um Right. And she rose to fame in the late 60s, originally as a member of the psychedelic rock band Big Brother in the Holding Company. That's something that I did not know. Mm. And then she went on to do solo projects um, where she worked with first with the Cosmic Blues Band and then next with the Full Tilt Boogie Band, mm. which are pretty great names, both for bands. Mm. And um, she was well known, obviously, for her unique, strong vocals and her crazy stage performance. Right, um, so how old was she when she died? She <laughs> was also twenty-seven what when she the
3: died. Shit yeah. is Weird,
0: <laughs>
2: and she knew Jimi Hendrix. She did know Jimi Hendrix. Jimi yes. Hendrix
0: knew the Rolling Stones guy.
2: Yes, that's so correct. We're all connected we're so just, far. We're working. We're working our way through cheese, these connections here. Cheese and rice. Yeah. Um, so, Janice... Died on October 4th, 1970. So this is October
0: 4th, September. Yes. And so a month later. October.
2: Yeah, not like less than a month so later. So that,
0: like, the wounds haven't even healed with Hendrix. Yeah. And then boom.
2: Yeah. Joplin. Yep. And um, the the way hers went down is she um, failed to show up for a recording session. Then her band's manager drove to the hotel she was staying at. And after entering her room, found her there unconscious. And it was suspected that she died of an accidental heroin overdose uh, coupled with alcohol use right at the time. So when I was reading about this, um, there was speculation that the latest batch of heroin that she'd received from her, uh, her dealer was stronger than she was used to. And, and this, w- this came about because um, other, pe- other clients of that dealer Also Also OD'd that same week that Janice did. Damn. Oh. Imagine being that guy. Right? Yeah, I killed Janice Joplin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, fuck. It's fucked up, man. So, obviously, again, we've got drugs and alcohol playing a part um, in some way. Um which i wonder if heroin was injected at the
0: time probably right they least they were injecting heroin then
2: i i believe she was injecting heroin i think i read in in one of the um accounts of her death i read something about her heroin kit yeah heroin kit yeah yeah yeah. yeah, exactly damn that's crazy yeah no i mean not my cup of tea no no not at all um So now we're moving on to uh, Jim Morrison here So hold on, she died in
0: October of 70 That's correct Okay Yeah And then Hendrix died
2: September of 70 Yep Damn Yeah. And then boom, Morrison So yeah, so next up we've got Jim Morrison Lead singer of The Doors Right Also known as The Lizard King The Lizard King Or or Mr. Mojo Ryzen Yes, which, fun fact, that's an an anagram for Jim Morrison, for those of you that didn't know.
0: Mr. Mojo Rising?
2: Yes. Damn. Yeah, James is frantically writing on a piece of paper Jim Morrison and rearranging (laughs) the letters (laughs) to form Mr. Mojo Rising. (laughs) Oh, my
0: God.
2: (laughs) Um, So, yeah, he was uh, an American singer-songwriter and poet who rose to fame also in the 60s, um, uh, obviously popular as the the lead vocalist for the rock band, the doors. He also co-wrote many of their biggest hits, recorded six studio albums with them, all of which sold really well and were received positive positively by critics. Doors were definitely a band that I listened to growing up. Um, My dad had a box set. I think that had like all the Jim Morrison CDs, Um, cool stuff, very talented, very innovative. doors, very innovative again at the time. Also in that similar rock blues genre. Um, very, very cool stuff. Um, Jim Morrison, interesting guy. Um, interesting life. And, like, the thing that I keep coming back to is that all these people died at 27. And the amount of shit that they accomplished, like, fame-wise, like, by 27. Right. And usually in short amount of time, too. Like, you hear, oh, their first CD came out, like. In 65 and then fucking you know five years later they've got you know five or six hit albums selling you know millions of copies like right. it's insane and having to deal with like all that fame and like all the stuff that comes with being a traveling touring musician and like studio musician and all that stuff like when I I know when I was younger I wanted to be like I don't know if I necessarily wanted to be a famous musician, but I wanted to be famous enough for I could make a living off of it, right? You know? And these people are getting uber famous. In a time where there was um you know, obviously there wasn't the internet and there was less means of listening to music, right? Like there was a smaller amount of people that were getting much more famous than today where there's like a lot of people that are getting like smaller levels of famous. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's
0: high demand, low supply. You know?
2: Yeah, exactly. Because right. now you can just tap into basically anybody's music or right. movies, all the streaming services and all this stuff. Like it's very easy to like get a lot of people's stuff out there. Where back in the day. There was only, only so much bandwidth, right? Like the radio or like the record store. Um, right. So obviously, your your voice and your your image and your your brand is getting out to a lot more people much more easily than it would today, you know?
1: And there was more money in it, too, right? Like, being a
0: musician at that time. Yeah. you 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 weren't, like, fucked over by, like, big corporate music companies at the time. You know, like, there might have been some, but they weren't crafty enough to write these crazy, like, contracts out for you. It's like, you want this, you get that i want this i get that yeah now it's like we own your records you make money off your merch but you only make like 10 percent off while we get the other 90 but then you get this and that it's like everyone's making money off of you except for Mm you right where then you know you get paid to go you're gonna get paid fucking four grand to go do
2: woodstock yeah you know but um yeah so jim morrison obviously another tragic story he starts to abuse alcohol and everything. And you could see like, this was noted in his stage performance. Like there's like famously he would be on stage, like fucking up his own words because he was too drunk. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and uh, th- so throughout all of, all of the time where uh, you know, he's, he's with the doors and everything. He also had other problems, but uh, he had a constant uh, partner that he never married this woman pamela corson basically from like the start of the doors until his death but throughout that time on top of his you know uh drug use and in in, uh, drinking and everything he had a bunch of different relationships with a bunch of different women like casual stuff stuff like girls that he was almost gonna marry i guess there was like pending paternity cases and all this stuff so Damn. dude was getting around um Damn,
0: imagine if your dad was jim morrison It'd be sick.
2: <laughs> yeah i mean there's a few people out there i'm sure whose dad's jim can't morrison. prove it but you're like pretty sure <laughs> yeah and um he was also rumored to have a drunken affair with janice joplin oh there you go oh. yes so you've you've got that that other connection there and um two years to the day after brian jones death is when Jim Morrison died two
0: years to the day, two
2: years to the day, July 3rd, 1971. <clears throat> Damn. So it was an exact two year span where these four people, um, who were all prominent in this, like similar music scenes and all that stuff. And that's like, they were, they were like the original 27 club essentially. Right. Right. And when this, like when we were talking earlier, like this is when that was first kind of brought up like, Holy crap, these four innovators and music icons and legends, like all died around twenty seven at the same time. So how did Jim Morrison die? So um, that that woman that I was that I just briefly mentioned, Pamela Corson, um, they had moved to Paris and had she had had an apartment there or got an apartment there somehow. And um, while staying at the apartment, she came home and found uh, Jim dead in the bathtub. Mm. Was it cold? (laughs) (laughs) I do not know the temperature of the water in the bathtub. Uh, So what
0: did they assume that he died of?
2: So the interesting thing about Jim Morrison's death is that um, it was listed at heart failure, but no autopsy was performed because it was not required by French law. So to this day, nobody really knows the actual cause of his mm. death, although it can be speculated that it had to do with heroin, some kind of drugs or sure. some uh, health concerns caused by drugs or alcohol abuse or something right. like that.
0: I think I read somewhere that they were both drug addicts at the time and she was afraid to get in trouble. So she kind of just like lied and hit all her drugs when she got there. I, you know, I mean, it's, it's
2: very speculation, but Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I feel, uh, I mean, back then it was probably a little bit easier to get away with shit like that, you know. And the dude was loaded. He had a bunch of money. I'm sure they wanted to protect his image and all that stuff. So they're going to make like, oh, hey, there can't be an autopsy. I hear you. You know, that kind of thing.
0: Makes sense. Um. So after that, it kind of like stops, right? For uh, a little bit,
2: yeah. People aren't talking. So after the seventies, like it's kind of briefly mentioned, <clears throat> but it's not really a thing.
0: It's weird that it happened on where the first one and it ended on the same day two years later.
2: Oh yeah, and because of all like the weird deaths and like, yeah, strange circumstances surrounding a lot of these things. Like there's a lot of people that have a lot of different ideas about how these people died and conspiracy theories and stuff. Right. But I didn't want to go down those rabbit holes with this. Like and that would- was July that was in july and july yeah. is Ju- the
0: seventh month oh god and that was two years later
2: oh my 27. god Twenty-seven. oh that's pretty cool yeah dude, yeah Putting connecting the dots
0: connecting the dots it's all
2: dude are you a numerologist kind of
0: <laughs> it's kind not of? hard to be one <laughs> <It's terrible. laughs> all you do is connect those dots yeah 23 minus 23 plus 23 is 23 you know what i'm saying <laughs>
2: You do have that that brain though, you know. Just, just start clicking, i like a calculator. Right. So, um again, now, so now we're reaching um the the next one. So that's 4. That's 4. That's right. 4. And I'm leaving I'm leaving Robert Johnson for the last, but he was actually the first one He's that died. OG. He's OG. He's the one who yeah. started all this bullshit. Yeah. yeah.
1: But so, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, after that, you know, I mean, you kind of walk through like how each of them died. Yeah. None of them really seem that far-fetched.
2: No, they don't. But we because, don't. like, there's those little tidbits that you can get out of, like, each of them. Like, oh, Jim Morrison, he was just found dead in the bathtub. How did he die? We don't know. Sure. Then found there was in the a, bottom of a pool. Found in the bottom of a pool. Misadventures. Like, mis- they, they were saying, like, um, there was this whole speculation or theory, like, for Brian Jones that now we're getting into conspiracy theory. Sure. I'm perfect. just going to dip my toes in. Okay. So there was a whole thing about when Brian Jones was found at the bottom of the swimming pool, the last guy to see him alive was this like construction worker or electrician or something that was working um, uh, working on the house that he, that he was living in. And then somebody put together this weird fucking thing that that guy killed him. And then in 2005, they made a movie about how that was the guy like that was, killed like, him. was
0: like the dead? With his electricity
2: <laughs> like, wires? I, I don't know. I didn't watch the movie. It's called Stoned. It came out in 2005. It's weird. It's about Brian Jones. And it's like a fictional account as if this guy killed him or whatever. Jesus. But yeah, so there's all these weird little things. Obviously, the, I've heard conspiracy theories about like how Jimi Hendrix died. And there was the, there's these whole weird things with like the management and like they wanted to kill him. There's all this all this stuff and right. like peop- Cause people because people want to justify like oh man this crazy famous person that i love died like why did they have to die like it must have been some weird malicious thing when it was probably But I mean... Actually, just how all these things happen.
1: Well, you got to think, like, at that time in that scene, the music scene, I mean, it's rife with, like, all kinds of drugs and stuff like that. And that's a normal... Yeah.
0: That's a normal thing. Yes. Now, I want to know how many people died that weren't 27 of heroin during those times. Yeah, right? Probably a good (laughs) amount. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But the thing with, like, the anniversaries and the timing of the deaths, like, I mean, if you're friends with these people and you're hitting anniversaries you're probably hitting the drugs a little bit harder oh yeah. Um, yeah because you're just like in a you know depressive state or, or whatever yeah. you yeah. know yeah. so i mean uh, it it doesn't seem <laughs> i mean the brian jones thing might be the only one that's like a little
2: that's, f- a that's the one that's a little fishy to you <laughs> it's
1: a little fishy but i mean uh, you know yeah i don't know
2: um yeah, so we, we get to Kurt Cobain, which happened in in the mid '90s, and that was the first one that we were actually alive for. Yes, right? and that one was huge. I remember um, when he died at the time; that was like insane.
1: The little MTV news thing oh, would yeah. pop up, oh, and yeah, then, like, yeah.
2: yeah. So Kurt Loader. Kurt right? Loader. Um, <laughs> so uh, who? So for those of you that don't know who Kurt Cobain is, you've probably heard some of his music at some point. He
0: right was the now. singer of the Foo Fighters. Until the drummer, the Foo Fighters, replaced him. Now he sings.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah, sure. (laughs) So um, Kurt Cobain, uh, another American singer-songwriter and guitarist, most prominently of the rock band Nirvana, which are known as being like the grunge band. Like like they're a part of the whole Seattle scene um, with the grunge movement. That was that basically came to prominence in the early 90s, and it was huge. Like, grunge music was huge, right? At the I missed time. it, I missed it, me too. Like, so early 90s, like, you couldn't get away from those, like, the big four of grunge or whatever. You had obviously Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Uh, I, the big four? I don't know there maybe stone temple pilots might be in there too but they grunge music was freaking mm-hmm. huge man and um kurt cobain and nirvana were like at the head of it so uh nirvana's second album comes out nevermind all right and that was huge at the time if you haven't heard smells like teen spirit Right. you've probably never listened to the radio because that song's on all the freaking time. Still honestly, to this day. Honestly,
0: it made me not like Nirvana, the radio. They played it so much, I was like, I'm kind of over this now.
2: It's an, yeah, they it, fled it. It's insane Like still to this do. day how much do. airplay that songs from that album get. Yeah, it, it, And it was huge. It exploded and it exploded, um, you know, uh, Kurt's f- uh, fame and everything, you know. And he was a guy that struggled with it big time. Like, he, he fought, again, he had drug problems. He also had depression. This was all, like, in because of TV at the time, because of MTV, because of tabloids and celebrity and all this stuff, because of his marriage to um, another prominent, like, uh, rock, um, you know, grunge person, you know, Courtney Love. Like, all this stuff is playing out in the public. So you gotta think, like, back to those the the original four right like yeah they're huge and they've got a lot of fame and they but technology isn't quite where it was like now the
0: internet wasn't really there yet
2: the early inter- 90s i mean early 90s internet did exist it, it existed I had america online yeah yeah exactly That's true it wasn't as big as it is today obviously but um but just tv and the fact that there's more stuff covering music than there was in the 60s and the 70s oh and yeah definitely like, um, a lot of you know Kurt Cobain's stuff went like very public, and he he felt that like the interpretation of his artistic message wasn't like correct like to his audience, and it, like sure. people weren't interpreting it properly, and he was struggling with that. and um obviously, when you're depressed and you're doing drugs and you're like fighting all this stuff, and you're still young, you're he also like, like really Crohn's young. disease, did he?
0: Yeah, so whenever he got stressed out, it flare up. oh. Huh. be painful
2: for him. that's yeah so yeah couple it with that couple it with like you know we've talked about before that the human brain doesn't develop until you're 25 right so his brain's just finishing developing and like while all that's happening he's doing drugs he's becoming one of the most famous musicians of all time he's got a baby he's got a baby yeah he's yeah he's a father like yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on there right
0: it's pretty young to have um not really nowadays but whatever
2: so um basically uh On April 8th, uh, 1994, his body was discovered at home by an electrician who was there to install a security system. And they found that he had died by self-inflicted gunshot wound. So um, he did get an autopsy, and it revealed that there was a high concentration of heroin and diazepam in his system. And at the time he was discovered, he'd been dead for three days, so his death date was April 5th, 1994. Damn. Yep. Which, and I mean, that was all over the news when that happened. <coughs> um, very public. He had a he had a suicide note as well that you, that you that um, Courtney Love read a transcript from and everything. You can go online and actually read his suicide note. It's like out there.
1: It was in Courtney Love's handwriting.
0: <laughs> <because>
2: <laughs> no
1: shit, right?
0: Because she killed him.
2: So of all the, of all of these cases. Uh, Wait,
0: so he died the 4th or the 5th of April? He died the
2: 5th. At least that's what I found.
0: Because if he died the 4th, 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 4 plus 4 is 27. (laughs) And he died at 27 too?
2: He died at 27 as well, hence being a member of the 27 Club. (laughs) And um, yeah, man, this one was big. And of all of these cases that that we talk about today, the 27 Club... His has the most conspiracies, the most crazy theories. Oh, yeah. And this all started from, like, day one. I remember people were saying, oh, Courtney he did was it. suicided, like, you know? And yeah, they say he was suicided. He was abstained. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Whenever
0: someone does kill themselves and they're that big and that popular, you always have to question... Did they kill themselves? He probably killed.
1: So, them. Oh no, he totally <laughs> off, them, <laughs> totally. off so himself. So he
2: had, he had tried to commit suicide before this, yeah. Yeah. and he was also he was in um he they like they did an intervention for him, and then he was in rehab, and then like days before he died, he was in rehab and he escaped from rehab. People didn't know where he was. Yeah, and then eventually the electrician found him dead at his home. Or the whatever.
0: electrician kept, found him. Yeah. Just like the other electrician, I, I don't think it was electrician. <laughs> a lot of electricians the- <laughs> involved in these stories.
2: Uh, yeah, but I mean, um, there there is this this quote that I saw um, about a a guy that this guy Charles Cross. He was an author, and he uh, did, did biographies on both Hendrix and Cobain. And he attributes um, uh, this quote from Cobain's mother. Uh, this is Cobain's mother. Now he's gone and joined that stupid club. I told him not to join that stupid club. And that author was saying, "Oh, that she must have been referring to the the twenty seven right. club." Right, Which is pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. that his if his mom really said that to him, you know, don't
3: maybe stu- maybe
1: he joined a gun club and she was against, you know, firearms. I, I mean, don't know.
2: Could have been, yeah. Um, other other conspiracy theorists uh, believe that Cobain purposefully timed his death at age 27 you know yeah and 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 like i said there's there's of all of these there's so many cobain conspiracy theories and i i don't i didn't want to there's been documentaries on it there's all sorts of stuff out there
0: when was he born do you know
2: he was born 27 years before (laughs) april 5th 1994
0: (laughs) i wonder when his birthday is i don't know because imagine if it was like the next day, he's like, oh I got to get this done quick, so I'm on the club.
2: I don't think that was the. <laughs> that's case. That's why he ran out the door. And there so.
1: was one person who committed suicide three days before their 28th birthday. Um, a musician from Badfinger, Pete Ham. Okay, yeah. He killed himself before his twenty before his 28th birthday, so that basically by default puts him in the 27 club.
2: And was it speculated that he did that like on purpose, kind of thing?
1: Um. Well, he intentionally killed oh, himself. He, uh,
2: for, th- for that reason? Oh, no, <laughs> not for the 27 Club. <laughs> oh, okay, um, okay, He,
1: like, suffered from depression. And then, All like, right. his, like, bandmate was like, hey, man, you know, you're feeling sad? Kill yourself.
0: Damn. And then he
1: did it. And then that, uh, I think it's, like, Tommy Evans or Tom Evans, he ended up killing himself, like, a couple months later. Or Holy
2: something. shit, man. Damn. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, like, the, it, it's sad, man. It's really sad. Fuck yeah like these these people um all did crazy cool stuff in in music and art and it sucks that they they were so you know tortured and like and obviously not all of these guys and com- girls committed suicide like Cobain but mm-hmm. i mean you're you're flirting with it when you're hardcore into you know some in that lifestyle, right? One, for sure, <clears throat> yeah. Um,
0: Kirk Cobain was born February twentieth. February twentieth. So get some time.
2: All right. So um, next up, we have Amy Winehouse, who again um, rekindled the uh, the twenty seven Club years after Cobain. Yeah, she brought it back for sure.
0: And I think this is what got me to know about the 27th club okay because when he died in 94 i was four years old yeah not even i was three years old
2: yeah yeah
0: so i didn't none of that even really phased me so i didn't really know about it unless someone brought it up as like some weird pop culture thing until we amy winehouse died and then i would think i was 21 when she died and then they like talked about it more and then i was like oh i'm old enough to understand that shit exactly let's go get drunk
2: yeah, I. Rem- <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's dark, dude. That's yeah, dark. it's a little dark, man. Um, so Amy Winehouse, yeah, English singer-songwriter who rose to fame in the 2000s and was known for her soul, blues, jazz music. The Valerie. Yeah, so um, that um, yeah, her cover, um, yeah, Valerie, yeah, I good love song. That song. Um, she like had like modern sound and modern production, but had this classic soul, blues, jazzy right. vibe that she brought, um, to the table. And it, at the time was, you know, well received and, and innovative. Um, so much so that I didn't realize how big Amy, I remember hearing like rehab on the radio and back to black and stuff or whatever. I was never really big into Amy Winehouse at the time that she was big. Um, but her yeah. second album back to black won five Grammys
0: damn
2: which is pretty crazy and at the time she had tied for the most wins by a female artist wow which is a pretty huge feat right force especially for somebody so young too you know um but like most of the other people that we have just talked about she had struggles um with drinking and drugs and as well as an eating disorder yep and on July 23rd, 2011, that's when Amy joins the club. Damn. So um, she was found unconscious after a night of drinking by her bodyguard, who then called emergency services. Two ambulances came to the house and pronounced her dead at the scene. And um, I think it was months later, the coroner's report revealed that her blood alcohol content was 0.416%, which is five time, more than five times the legal limit that's rough which is crazy and now that's 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 high definitely um and she there she had gone back and forth throughout her her struggles apparently um she had stopped drinking and doing drugs at one point and then months later started drinking again and then she's fighting an eating disorder at the same time so um she you know she straight up died of alcohol poisoning you know and I'm sure there's some people like, ah, oh, .416, that's, like, not enough to kill you. But when you're a woman of her size who has an eating disorder, who isn't, like, up to full strength and everything, yeah, I mean.
0: 100%, yeah. I don't yeah. know if a lot of people say point will won't kill you. I think Dude. a lot of people would say point four six would fucking murk you. Only, like, <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you would you would be in some serious trouble if you did drink to point four six. Oh,
2: definitely. Definitely. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah
2: no 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 doubts about it man. We
0: did the math right.
2: We did we were doing some math yeah. There you can do, there's blood alcohol content calculators and you can see oh how many beers in in X amount of time would it take me to get to that percentage?
0: You'd have to try pretty hard.
2: You would yeah you'd have to be doing and I, I think um, they found like vodka bottles in her bedroom like when they found her or whatever. Yeah. So she was drinking straight hard alcohol like it probably didn't take her. You know, a night of drinking straight vodka or whatever that that yeah, it's gonna yeah. get you there and not in a good way, Oof. yeah. Um, definitely drink responsibly, people. That is a big, you know, message of this from Thirst for Knowledge, yes. <laughs> but, um, yes,
0: unless you're 28 and then you're good, yeah. You'll once once, <laughs> once you make it past 27, <laughs> you guys
2: are in the clear. As long as you're, you know, not a famous, as long as you're a famous musician, you make it past 27, you're good mm, to go, right? You're good to go. Yeah. You're going
0: to live like Keith Richards. Yeah, hey, I think Jack that's, Jagger. yeah, you know? You're going to live fucking forever. Look at
2: that guy. He's like pickled his insides. He's pickled <laughs> his insides with heroin <laughs> and alcohol. <laughs> you know, I bet you he doesn't even do drugs. I bet you it's all an act and he's just like playing it like out. Oh, yeah. He's like a Oh yeah, he does like
0: yoga every day
1: and oh, meditation.
2: definitely, definitely. It's right?
0: Tons of, tons of like grass. He eats. He's on the seaweed diet. Yeah, yeah. smoothies, <laughs> green smoothies.
2: He's just putting like old man makeup on himself every day yeah. to look all haggard <laughs> and stuff. You know, dude, it's yeah. crazy. No, I mean everybody's genetics are different and all that stuff. Do
0: you yeah. think though, if like, like Taylor Swift and like Justin Bieber and like the Jonas Brothers, if they all died at the same age now, they would be a new club? like the 30 club or like the, they'd make a new thing. They're they mo- all decided to die. Like from fucking. I yeah. If know. a
2: bunch of prominent musicians from our famous prominent musicians from this day all died at the same age yeah. in a relatively short span of time. Yeah. Like it would happen years. again. Every, yeah, it'd be a whole new phenomena. You yeah. Know?
0: But the, th- like, obviously these people were good musicians, but are they better now because they all died at 27?
2: Well, that's, that's part of the question too. I mean, yeah. I think there's no doubt that of everybody on this list, if they hadn't died mm. and they continued to live,
0: they all probably would
2: have won. Like, you know, they all still would have been regarded as huge musicians in their respective fields. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah, about there's that. no question. They'd about probably
0: that. all be in the Rock and Roll Hall, hall of Fame. Yeah, I think most, most of these of people are all in the yeah. Rock okay. and Roll Hall. I don't
1: think the 27 Club made them more like.
2: It may have made them popular bigger as in in terms of like when an artist dies it's it's always some not always, but it happens a lot right, sure like people right. get because it's that scarcity thing now you you can't get them anymore like no more music from more them. more
1: musics like if they had like recordings that they were sitting on
0: they were they're posthumously
2: released and, and that's happened in a lot of the cases for a lot of these musicians, sure. right,
0: know? yeah. Um, How old was Michael Jackson when he
2: died? Not 27.
0: <laughs> Divide that by two plus a couple.
2: 27! <laughs> so uh, the last up on this list of, uh, of my big seven here is the guy who actually died before all these people, and that's Robert Johnson.
0: And He started all this shit with the devil. The and original gangster.
2: Yeah, so I saved Robert Johnson for the last because there's not much known about Robert Johnson but um he was 27 when he died and he was a blues singer songwriter and guitarist who's basically known as being a pioneer of like the delta blues sound and there are tons of you know prominent like popular uh rock and blues musicians that cite robert johnson as an influence um but the most famous thing about robert johnson and the myth about his life is that, um, he sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads, um, in return for musical fame. So, I mean, this, this is something that, like, most musicians or, you know, definitely blues and rock players, you've heard some rendition of the Robert Johnson story. Oh, yeah. 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 And th- this has been parodied. This has been sang about. This has been, um, you know, it's it's a very famous story. Not when a of- he,
0: when I first read that, I thought of Tenacious D, the greatest song in the world for some reason.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Right? It's a little bit of that. Um, I know back uh, back in the day, uh, Metalocalypse did did a rendition of this on that. show. They did, yeah. right. Yes, yeah.
1: A murder train are coming or yeah. something. <laughs> blues train, murder train,
2: blues. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, right. Yes, yeah, and they go to the crossroads, and yeah. they, you know, they sell their souls to you know be better musicians or whatever. <laughs>
0: a story I read was he disappeared for a couple days and the, some people said before before he left he could hardly play the harmonica he sucked a guitar and he couldn't sing yes. at all and yeah. then he came back and then he puts out two albums or whatever yeah. he did
2: yeah that that's part of the legend you yeah. know um, yeah that he wasn't very good and then he went away for a little bit and then that's where the whole story of You know, at midnight, uh, he had to go to this crossroads near this old plantation and, like, meet a guy. And there was this big, like, guy that was, you know, shrouded in darkness that, like, tuned his guitar, played some songs for him, and then gave it back to him. And now uh, he's got all these, you know, crazy shred skills. Yep. Um,
1: Reminds me of that SNL skit with Garth Brooks. Oh, my God. And Will Ferrell
2: that is fantastic Will Ferrell is the devil, so if you good. have not seen that skit please go watch it right now I gotta watch it I've it's, never seen it oh no, my god oh no. we're watching it right after we turn the mics off because that is the best thing Garth Brooks has ever done in his career <laughs> I would agree
0: <laughs> besides hiding all those bodies <laughs>
2: alright so um, yeah so Robert Johnson um, sells his soul um, to the devil so he can play better and then subsequently influences Eric Clapton, Robert Plant, Fleetwood Mac, Bob Dylan, etc., etc. So, Robert Johnson's death also has some strange things about it. And he died on August 16th, 1938. And his death originally went unreported. Until 30 years later, when a musicologist named Gail Dean Wardlow found his death certificate. And the death certificate basically has no cause for death and only lists the date and location of where Robert Johnson died. Was it
1: at the crossroads?
2: That would have been awesome. But uh, it was, they actually don't really know. They know the town he died in, but they don't know where he was buried. Um, and there's a bunch of stories that people have made up in legend about how Robert Johnson died. You know, <clears throat> because nobody really knows how it happened. But one of the more popular stories that I saw repeated in a couple of different ways goes something like he was hitting on a club owner's wife when he was playing a gig, and, you know, they didn't like that. And then later on in the night, you know, the woman, like, hands him a bottle of whiskey that was already opened. And then somebody was like, hey, don't drink out of open bottles that you don't know what's going on. And poison. Then he's like, Fuck that! I'll drink whatever I want to. I sold my soul to the devil, <laughs> <laughs> and then he uh, he he drinks uh, uh, out of the whiskey. And then three days later, um, he said to die of strychnine poisoning in pneumonia.
0: strict what
2: poison? Strychnine. What's that? It's some kind of poison. Damn. Uh, strychnine. And, poison. But so I w- I was looking um, I was looking at somebody that was disputing that story, saying that strychnine is so pungent that even hard alcohol wouldn't cover it up and if you were like going to drink like alcohol that had strychnine poisoning you'd be like this has some shit in it like you would know unless
0: you're already drunk i mean
2: and you would have to drink a shitload of strychnine (laughs) unless the devil
0: was inside your soul you're like today's your day bitch hope you enjoyed those two years of fame yeah glug 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 drink my poison
2: yeah i mean so uh he he dies uh, mysteriously he goes missing musicologists find his death certificate years later wow and there's been you know people tried to put together the pieces of where he is where is actual buried but um they did erect a few tombstones for him in various uh, cemeteries in to trick everybody <laughs> <laughs> in greenwood mississippi where he died huh
0: yeah I mean, back in back then, in the 30s, like, I
2: mean, he's a black man a black in the 30s who dies. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. They're like,
0: like oh, whatever, yeah. just put him in a pile. Pretty it's much, pretty right, messed yeah. up. But
2: which is, no, that, that that's pretty much what happened, which yeah. sucks. Be, you know, obviously, this like crazy influential blues guy, yeah. um, who probably didn't really see anything of his, like his his fame wasn't recognized until years later, right? Right. Which is crazy, but I mean that—that's what I would what I would say are the big seven of yeah. the twenty seven club. At least the most notable ones that kind of you can see. There's definitely ties between a lot of these drugs and alcohol. Definitely people that knew each other, were influenced by each other. Electricians, Electricians involved
0: yeah. misadventures. What uh? What do you have for you? I have I have I don't really have much, but I mean it's worth to mention a couple more. But I mean. I I saw the dude from Grateful Dead died at 27. Yep. Pigpen something. Ron Pigpen McKernan. Right. I don't know much about him. I knew he liked to drink a lot. And you were telling me he was drinking since he was like 12. Yeah. And he died of hemorrhaging from drugs and alcohol, right? Yeah. Which is crazy. Dying at 27, not from overdosing, but from drinking too
2: much over your life. Yeah. He had cirrhosis. At
0: 27, having cirrhosis. Yep.
2: That's some hardcore drinking. Well, imagine if you start drinking when you're 12, while your body is <coughs> still developing. That's true. And you're just cunt. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah.
0: Your liver is like just a baby. Yeah, a little baby liver <laughs> pushing out some adult drinks.
2: <laughs> he
0: was. Crazy. He wasn't drinking. He probably wasn't drinking beers. He was probably drinking straight up whiskey.
1: I mean, a lot of these. A lot of these guys either died from. I mean, uh, so many. Uh, very few were were like from mur- from murder. Or, uh, yeah. a or or
2: some natural causes that
1: yeah, were yeah,
0: they were either yeah. drug overdoses.
1: And you
2: can
0: tie even Kurt Cobain's like he did kill himself, but it was probably from drugs and alcohol and depression. Yeah. Probably, yeah, you know, yeah, they definitely had a play in it. And then there was another weird link with like what Courtney Courtney loves like she was in a band um, called Hole or something. Uh, and yeah. Then her, her, guitarist or something died of heroin too or something yeah, like that
2: Kristen Fath, and this was
1: after Cobain's death like right. a couple
0: months or something yeah. she died of heroin heroin yeah. so I mean like they're tied close together yeah. you know like with Kurt Cobain Courtney Love and now uh, you know with her. so I mean and like you watch a documentary with him and his kid and he was high on heroin through most of that documentary <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so I mean what do you got you said someone, big. oh, there <laughs> so my love, um growing up is
1: movies. Yes. I, I mean, huge yeah. movie movie buff. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of looking through the list of the the twenty seven club. and uh, Jonathan Brandis was on it.
2: i I did come across that as well. Yeah, that was
1: like, yeah. damn. So do you know Jonathan Brandis? I don't think so. So, um, he was a child actor he uh one of his big roles he was um he was in the movie it he was the kid uh bill denbro okay um and he he had a uh he had a tv show called uh um, uh sequest 2032 or something like that and that was like his big thing and so um uh more notably what i know him from was the 1992 classic movie, Sidekicks. Oh, yes. With uh, Chuck Norris. Oh, yeah, dude. Sidekicks. You don't yeah. know
2: Sidekicks? No. Oh. oh, my God, dude. That movie was huge when I was a kid. So For in, me, anyway.
1: <laughs> in the early 90s, there was this string of martial arts movies. Yep. I mean, you had three ninjas. You had surf ninjas. Yep. You had warriors of virtue. Fuck yes. yeah. S- Sidekicks. <laughs> You had all these like crazy like kid martial arts movies, yep uh, I mean, the Power Rangers were uh, basically yeah. would fall into that category. Um, I mean, I took
2: a karate class, come on hell yeah
1: <laughs> you know and and so um anyways, yeah, the 1992 movie, uh, directed by Aaron Norris, Chuck Norris's brother ah. um, super classic movie um, but yeah, he was the main character in that movie. Um, so, as a child actor, he sort of struggled um, to get a big break. Um, after his television show Sequest twenty thirty two was canceled, there was like a long low in his career. He was depressed. Um, he was he finally got his big break back into the mainstream with the that movie um, Hearts War with uh, Bruce Willis and Colin
2: Farrell. Okay. Do you remember that? It was like a prisoner of war movie. I I remember like seeing the movie posters and stuff for (laughs) that. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So he started it and he was like pumped. He's like, yeah, this is my comeback. All of his scenes got cut from the movie.
2: Oh, man.
1: So like months later, he just went into a funk and basically hung himself. That's crazy, man. And so, again, he he joined the 27 Club.
2: I mean, I'm looking at his credits, too, right now um, for television. And he was, like, on a bunch of big TV shows oh, yeah. back in the Saved day. Oh, yeah, Saved by the Bell, yep. Full House. Yep, Who's the Boss, Murder, She who's Wrote. The yeah. Yeah. Jen, who's the Boss? Yeah. Who's the Boss? The Wonder Years, these were all, like, huge network TV shows back in the day. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Such a bummer. Yeah. One dude I I knew who died at 27 recently was 2016 Anton Yel- Yelvich or whatever. Mm. He was in Star Trek. Yeah, he was the new Chekhov. Yeah, he was Chekhov uh, okay. and you know how he died? No. It, he, was, it, he, was crazy. it was fucking crazy, dude. I remember hearing I was like, how the fuck did that he went to like either press the bell to get into his house, like the door to open, or like get his mail. So he like kinda stepped out of his car to like ring the bell and his fucking car rolled back and crushed him to death. Yeah, <laughs> he was pinned against a brick column in his
1: car with his car
2: crushed him what the fuck his own car his like, own car isn't that nuts that is pretty nuts man i mean that's that's more way suicided way to... <laughs> <laughs> that's... yeah I'm right
0: holy crap that's crazy but yeah he was in a, a bunch of cool movies he was in charlie bartlett or whatever that was yeah. a pretty cool movie yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah. that was a good movie i like yeah. that movie a lot and uh and the star trek movies yeah yeah, but yeah he had the, he had a promising career definitely I mean, at least a couple more Star Treks. <laughs> yeah, right. <okay. laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Right. Fuck.
0: Yeah.
1: So I wanna I want to take this. Two I, plus went down, seven is minus- I went
2: down. Nine. I went like conspiracy theory, numerology rabbit holes. I
1: am not a conspiracy theorist. Um, <laughs> I will. I will preface this. Yeah. Um, I want to believe, but I wanted to just like see if there was any sort of mystery with this whole twenty-seven club. Of and, course. And yeah. Anything like that. Um, so I was naturally, if I'm going to look through any of these things, I'm going to go on YouTube, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, so I came across this video talking about like the 27 Club and some of the conspiracy theories that are surrounding it. Mm -hmm. Um couple of them were, I think we've already talked about, the, the first one was, like, all of these musicians made a pact with the devil, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. much like Robert, Robert Johnson, Johnson, sold exactly. their souls for fame and fortune, and then, of course, they had to pay out... Tragic ends. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, quick... Yeah. Um, there was also some discussion about, like, how in a lot of their music videos, um, there were signs for, like, Illuminati and Satanism and... Okay. And, like, when they would go to record an album, they'd have to, like, do these satanic rituals and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, it seems a little yeah. bit BS to me. But um, So that was one of them. Um, this one was interesting. This really perked me up a little bit. Okay. This real Jan? Okay. All right. So this one, this is called the White Bick Lighter Theory. Right? Oh,
2: yes, yes. James and, is telling me about this. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: interestingly <laughs> enough... Um, so, uh, for the big seven, the core, the, the core seven was, um, so Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Janis Doppler, and Kurt Cobain. Yes. When they died, okay, there was this, there's this rumor that in the autopsy, when Mm -hmm. they were searching the bodies, that they found a white Bic lighter in their pockets. Okay. You know, probably to cook up their crack or
2: heroin or whatever. Or spark up a doobie or something. A
1: doobie or a cigarette. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so there was this whole thing attached to
0: white Bic lighters. I remember that. them Unlucky. I remember that. Like as a kid, people were like, oh, don't use a white Bic lighter. It's bad luck. Kind of thing.
1: I heard about this too. I didn't know about this until the military. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So um, when I was in the military, I mean, of course, and everybody. churning butts. Everybody you rips rips butts in the military. <laughs> yeah. Um I heard about the white Bic lighter okay. and I had a buddy who used to carry a white Bic lighter purposefully. Yeah. Purposefully. D- despite all the despite people, despite the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. But yeah, I didn't know it was such a bad luck. Um, I didn't know that it was tied to this. Okay.
0: Right. Okay. Me either. Yeah. I heard the rumor a while back too. I didn't know it was that though.
1: However,
0: however, however, exactly
1: however, uh, the white Bic, the Bic lighter, didn't start going into production until 1972. Okay. That's right. after
2: everybody's already dead. Jimmy, yeah.
1: Jim Morris, Jimi Hendrix, Morrison, Janis Joplin, they couldn't have had Bic lighters exactly. in their pockets. Yeah. Right. Um, so, but yeah. that's
2: like urban legend ties into that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. urban stoner legend, if you will.
0: Unless the Illuminati owned big, <laughs> and then they got like the first running up lighters, right?
2: Or this could be some weird um, uh, Mandela effect thing. Oh, uh, yeah,
1: know? right,
2: yep. right. Yeah.
0: Damn. Damn conspiracies. Yeah, um, a
1: couple more. So <laughs> James keeps going into numerology, so I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna dive into that one. Good, good. Um, good. So, personally, I think numerology is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and what, if do you you, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Pretty much, we can find patterns in anything. Yes. But, um, so the numerology surrounding uh, the 27 Club, okay? So, here, here is as it states. I actually That's couldn't good. find anything, so I'm glad you're, because
0: now I'm interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, the number 27 uh, is reducible to its lowest
0: form of 9. Yep. Okay. Two
1: plus seven is nine. Correct. Plus, yeah, you add two and seven together, they make nine. Okay. In numerology, the number nine represents the end of a cycle. All right. Okay. All right. So the, the 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 idea is these transitional cycles, the ends of these cycles are um they're they're charged with a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. I put that in loose quotations. Yeah. Um and at times these can be really hard to handle, hard to manage um, and can be burdensome. So a lot of these people turn to like drugs and alcohol, reckless behavior uh, as ways of coping with these hard transitions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And, you know, or they'll use like suicide as kind of like an exit strategy. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is all kind of based off of life path numbers period cycles and pinnacle cycles and this is all in the like the whole numerology thing. so yeah
2: if you're a numerologist you understand what mr mayhew just said
1: um but the theory is is that when uh all of these like numbers the life path numbers and all the cycles align they align at 27 you know death is around the corner so be careful
3: right
0: um yeah i don't know seems pretty stupid to me yeah I like the more devil making the deal with the devil more than the twenty seven yeah. numerology bullshit.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um,
1: there are two, however, that seem more plausible. Okay, and that that can actually be really described with modern sort of psychology and medicine. And yeah, all why
2: this makes sense?
1: So one of them is the Erickson explanation. Okay. Okay, so um, Erikson was a Eric Erikson was a psychologist, and he had this whole theory about like different life stages had this um, impact of like psychological development. Mm-hmm. okay. And so um, in his theory, the the psychological crisis um, that the 27 club would fall into is around the ages of 21 to 39 and that psychological crisis is intimacy versus isolation.
3: Mm.
1: okay. So this is a period of time where people around that age range would ask themselves like, am I going to be alone for the rest of my life? Am I going to find somebody? Um, you know, all of these things. And then when you put in people who are, uh, creative Mm -hmm. musicians, artists, movie stars, whatever, you know, they're surrounded in these environments of drugs and they're more prone to depression and their feelings and emotions can be often heightened. Yeah. Um, and so that's partly why they would succumb to um, drug overdoses and things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like Amy Winehouse, I guess you could say, would fall into that whole i whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because one, she was very depressed. She had eating disorder. She basically drank herself to death. Yeah. Um, and the night that she died, she was, she felt very estranged from her boyfriend.
2: I think I might have read something about that. Yeah.
1: Before. So, you know, all of that could kind of play into the role yeah. of her death. Yeah, there's
2: a yeah, there's a lot of that with a lot of these people. You know, yeah. Jim Morrison and his multiple partners and like, you know, he's been with this one woman for a while. And, yeah. 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 There there's a lot of a lot of stuff in there. Plus with all the strong energy of nine, you know, adding <laughs> yeah. on
0: to all that. Exactly.
2: Those life cycles,
1: man. I know. Yeah.
0: And then lastly, drug decay. Okay? okay. And this is this we'll wrap
1: it all up. Um, so as I, I was talking about earlier there's this idea of uh, it's drug decay. Okay, um, at the age of 27, the the idea goes that it it's a lot harder for our body to process drugs. I okay. mean, shit, man, like a hangover now. I mean, you do a night of drinking Fuck now, it takes so much longer to recover so, than it yeah. did. <laughs> so bad, like. A decade ago. Yeah,
2: yeah. When you're 21 versus when you're 31, <laughs> it's it's significant.
1: It's so hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so our body has a hard time of rebounding and processing. You know, all of the 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 shit that we put it through. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of these people in this in these scenes, these music musician scenes, they're they're turning to heroin and alcohol and pills and mm-hmm. all kinds of cocktails, and our body has to process fucking it. process yeah. that shit. Um, So the, you know, one, at a certain age, it becomes harder to process, but two... You know, you do this stuff for so
2: long, you build yeah. up such a big tolerance. That you have to do more of it to have an effect. Exactly. And obviously your body isn't processing it like it was when you were younger, so you're doing more than you were when you were before. Exactly. And your body isn't good as processing it was before, so it's like doubly worse.
1: So that could explain a lot of these overdoses and stuff like that that we're seeing in the 27 Club. Yep. For sure. Yeah. So...
2: Yeah, I'd say I'd say that makes a lot of sense. Goddamn. Okay. Is that it? I think that yeah. We'll 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 catch everybody in the QC, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So
0: hopefully, uh, with these great musicians dying at twenty-seven, this great podcast does not also die at episode, <laughs> episode 27, twenty-seven. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because coming nine with a new event and a new year. Oh shit! Here we go. Wow. One more year. Hopefully. Okay. Hopefully, all don't die of a drug overdose. Yeah. No,
2: not until the QC portion, either. yeah. Bye, guys. classic uh parodies right of
1: the most famous 27 club musician uh-huh.
2: i mean yeah, i well yeah sure.
1: maybe not most famous but most played on spotify that's for
2: sure yes and you guys will get that fun fact right now <sighs> so i'm gonna start off with um Not really like a QC thing, but some some fun facts and some commentary on this wonderful episode that you guys just finished listening to. Mm -hmm. So I did some little research of my own with my Spotify account, and I looked up the most popular songs of each of the big seven that we talked about in the episode. Okay. Okay. So... I'm going to start with Robert Johnson and then work my way in chronological order throughout. Uh, yeah. Sure. So Robert Johnson, Crossroad Blues, 14 million plays on Spotify, which is pretty impressive for a 1930s yeah. <clears throat> blues player, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, next on the line, we've got Brian Jones, who is a part of the Rolling Stones. And their most played song on Spotify is a song that Jones partook in, and that's Paint It Black, which has 380 million plays on Spotify. Oh, my God. Yeah, which is a lot. That's 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 a lot of plays Chilly. on Spotify. Uh, next up, we've got Jimi Hendrix, Along the Watchtower, like we talked about in the episode. 304 million plays. Next up, Janis Joplin, Piece of My Heart.
3: Take another for my thoughts now baby
2: <laughs> at 98 million plays which is the smallest amount other than Robert Johnson and then Jim Morrison you guys want to guess this one this Doors hit right, you know. that's correct Riders on the Storm 158 million plays Cool. <clears throat> and now here's the big one this is crazy when I look this up I w- I'm, I'm not surprised but it's huge Kurt Cobain Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit 6 hundred and seventy million plays on spotify that's crazy
0: insane
2: that is insane that's
0: not counting aaf playing it
2: that is not (laughs) counting local radio station (laughs) and out of boston massachusetts waaf who played who probably played it about 670 million times (laughs) over the past you know 20 years dude they play that shit like four times a day yeah it's crazy um yeah so just think about that's the other thing this is just spotify plays guys yeah not like,
0: youtube
2: so th- the reason that i looked this up was to just show how popular these musicians really are right yeah and that you know further cementing that they probably did make deals with the devil um and last up we've got amy winehouse with her classic hit back to black 330 mil 333 million plays that's
0: still a lot
2: it's still a lot yeah and I mean all these artists for the most part, they were not one hit wonders. They all have other huge hits oh, yeah, that yeah. have massive amounts of plays on Spotify. Right. Um Yeah. So uh, the the other thing that I looked up um was I, I tried to see, is there anybody that actually did a study to try and prove if there's any statistical significance if famous musicians die at twenty seven? And there were a couple. Um, the one that I found most interesting was published by The Independent. And you can look this article up um, online uh, on The Independent's website. <clears throat> and from what uh, they concluded, essentially, was that they did a sample of 11,054 popular musicians between the year, who died between the years 1950 and 2010. And um, they basically plotted out all of the different ages at which the people died during those times and basically came to the conclusion that 27 was not higher, statistically significantly higher than any of the other ones. Uh, It had 1.3% of musicians died at age 27 over that range. The highest was age 56, and that had a frequency of 2.3%. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that, why isn't there a 56 club? That's what we're yeah, saying here, right? Sure. Like, um, and the the article goes in to say, yeah, why isn't there a, a 56 club or a 28 club or whatever? And they speculate that it's because, you know, Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Jess Joplin all had these crazy lives, were so significantly uh, prominent and all died in crazy ways. You know, drowning, asphyxiating from vomit, heroin overdose, and um, within
0: two years of each other, too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it this, was like hit after hit after hit.
2: Yeah, so it's it's more of like kind of a cultural, <clears throat> pop cultural phenomenon, weird thing that happened yeah. and just got kind of blown up. Um, one thing that I did think that was kind of neat is they did. So, what percentage of uh, famous pop musicians needed to die at twenty-seven? to support the theory, right? So, like, what would that what would that percentage... Oh, that's interesting. Okay. What would that percentage need to be? And um, they basically came to the conclusion that it's... Um, for it statistically makes sense, it needs to be at least 1.7%. So... And then, what'd they say, 1.3? And it's 1.3. So fucking close. I mean... It's close, but it's... Come on. I mean, there, there's so many more other... Um, yeah, you know. True.
1: How many uh musicians did
0: they sample like
1: 11,000 11,000
2: 11, over a period from nineteen fifty to two thousand ten
0: so one percent of eleven thousand still a hundred people right
2: yeah i
3: so. mean that's yeah
0: it's yeah. really it's really yeah it's, but then it's, like the the most was fifty six at like 250 two hundred and fifty people two
2: two point three percent yeah
0: so yeah.
3: whatever,
2: but that's you know. Cool. I think it was a big coincidence, but it was cool to talk about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw a little thing. I can't really quote it too much, but it was uh, trying to um, connect which genre had the most common death from that. Mm. And um, blues and stuff that was all like drug related. Ah. Blues and rock was drug related. Yeah. And then funny thing was rap and hip hop was murder. Yeah. 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 They kill each other mm-hmm. for like whatever. That makes sense. So Tupac biggie they were all shot
2: yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff around that uh
1: stretch was a part of the 27 club he was one of uh he was with tupac's crew oh really he was, he was a
2: rapper okay he was killed all right, yep. that's, all right. All that, that's all i got that's all i got him you you got anything there
0: no no we're, yeah. we're good we're
2: good all right cool hope good. you
0: guys uh enjoy that great episode number 27 this is first of the year
3: first
2: of the year first man. of the
0: year welcome to 2020 motherfuckers Uh, Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this great podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Sausage Candles.